Show live on Blog Talk Radio. I am just getting into the studio here. Uh, the call-in number is eight four five two four one nine eight three five. I am just getting started. I haven't been on the podcasting in a while, so be patient with me as we uh, get into this. This is the Wayne Bradley Show on Blog Talk Radio, sponsored by New Horizon Homes. Give us a call at eight four five two four one. Nine eight three five. I'm about to go on Facebook Live, bring in some folks as well. So be patient with me as we get things started. I'm going to bring you a quick uh, commercial as we get things set up. Are you looking to place your house on the market, or maybe you're ready to be a first-time home buyer? Well, look no further. New Horizon Homes has just the services you're looking for. I saw my dream home on their website at MyNewHorizonHomes.com. I called and left a message, and they called me back immediately. New Horizon Homes is fabulous. They helped me sell my home and find a new one. We listen to our customers. We return calls quickly. We move fast to buy or sell your home. Your satisfaction is our priority. At New Horizon Homes. Our more information, log on to MyNewHorizonHomes.com. Right now, New Horizon Homes. Remember the name, New Horizon Homes. Because your new home is just over the horizon. Make sure you give New Horizon Homes a call at 248-796-7228. Welcome back to the Wayne Bradley Show. So as you can see here, I'm getting... Uh, getting everything set up here. Hopefully, uh, in about two minutes, here we'll really get this show started. We got a lot to talk about tonight. We've got day 32 of the shutdown. We've got Kamala Harris, who is now officially a candidate for president, and we're going to talk a little bit about this Covington school situation because I think that that is uh, something we definitely need to do. So. Uh, we're going to get live here. I'm, I'm inviting all my folks on, on Facebook. Let's see if I can get everybody here. We are going live. I'm about to put it on Facebook. I know it's going to get a little more exciting there. Here we go. Start the live video. Let's see how, how we get down here. So I need that. All right. Welcome to the Wayne Bradley Show. There we go. 
What's up, Jim? Trying to get this thing set up here the right way. What's going on, Jim? Trying to get this thing set up. I want everybody to get a chance to go on. What's up, Rob? All right. So I'm encouraging everybody to check out the uh, go to the website. I'll go to the link. You can listen to the show. You can call in, obviously. Uh, so we're here on the Wayne Bradley Show. Give us a call eight four five two four one nine eight three five. You smiling makes you racist. <laughs> yeah, I'm smiling. Antonio, I'd love to have you on the show. Uh, to argue with me, hey, I'm, I welcome that. Uh, you know, something else I talked about today that might get folks a little, uh, let's talk a little bit. You know, Antonio, you probably would be good for that. My boy, Eric Thomas, he loves talking about this, this whole uh, subject of toxic masculinity. You know, let's, uh, let, we can talk about all that. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ray. I'd love to have you on here, too. We have some fun. We could definitely chop it up. Uh, so I'm trying to get all this stuff set up. This is the first time I've done a podcast in a while, so. Hopefully you can join in with me. We got a couple of different topics we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about the shutdown. We're in day 32 of that. Kamala Harris is in. We're going to talk about this Covington High School thing. Now, which I really didn't think I was going to have to really get into too heavy because uh, I had kind of stayed away from it. <laughs> yeah, Antonio, it would be y'all would be awesome to to join in on that topic right there because I think that. Uh, People are using that term a little bit too much for my uh, discomfort, this whole idea of toxic masculinity. I don't know what that is. I really don't. I don't think we have enough masculinity in America, to be quite honest. You know, in my community, I think it can be proven that we just don't have enough masculinity. So I don't know what toxic masculinity is. But, hey, give us a call. We're live. Uh, 845-241-9835. Uh, I'd love to talk to you, love to hear what you have to say. Uh, let's, you know, let's let's start with that. Let's, you know, I guess since we've got so many things to talk about, because you're not a female, so you wouldn't understand. Oh, that sounds sexist, Rachel. That sounds sexist. So what, because I'm not a female, understand something? That's sexist. What are you talking about? Let's talk about it, you know. It's not enough masculinity in the, in my community. Too many... You know, we just don't have enough. So I I, I don't know what toxic masculinity is. <laughs> right. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, you're right. I, I wouldn't know. I'm just a nice guy. I, I have no idea what toxic masculinity is. No, no. Masculinity itself is a good thing. You know, you know, I'm, I think that, again, you know, we, we need to stand up as men nowadays. We need to fight for being masculine. It shouldn't be against the rules. That's good healthiness. Man should be masculine. I don't understand. You know, they call it uh, like today we were, you know, people started throwing Chris Brown into this whole thing of toxic masculinity. And sure enough, Chris Brown was uh, found not guilty uh, and they let him go today. I mean, so what is this whole toxic masculinity? They, you know, they've just, you know, these phrases. I think toxic. Uh, feminism is a problem in America. How about that? If you want to talk about it, yeah, toxic femini- feminism is destroying this country. I agree. When it's taken to the extreme, that's when it becomes toxic. So 
I'm with that. Anything that is too toxic is anything extreme, and that includes feminism. That's right. We back, baby. I got to get back on the air. It's been a while, kind of, you know, and I need to get comfortable again, getting comfortable with my voice, getting everything back out here. But I was somewhere the other day, and someone said, you need to get back on the radio. And I just, you know, been a lot of going through these, uh, watching how politics is evolving here, and I just kind of been focused on some of my business. And so I want to give a shout out to uh, New Horizon Homes, one of our sponsors here this evening. Uh, if you're interested in a home, make sure you go to mynewhorizonhomes.com. Uh, it's got some great places where you can search for your homes and also find out what the value is of your own. So let me know. Yes, and women wouldn't understand. That's right, Rob. Toxic feminism is a problem in America right now. Yep. I'm glad someone agrees at least with that. There is there is toxic feminism in America. I mean, you know, there's just no doubt about it. You know, it's to the point now, toxic feminism to me is to the point now where everything's got to be gender neutral, where you get to pick, you know, you have a baby and you don't even want to put the gender of it on there and let them pick later on. Makes no sense. You know, I don't understand that one. Either you were born a boy or a girl. Why confusing? It was so confusing about that. What's so hard about that? Why can't the 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 feminist, the extreme, the toxic feminist, understand that, that that's that's you're overdoing it. You overpulled your hand. I just don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, we do need to get some balance here. Doctor Harris, what's happening, brother? How you doing? Happy New Year. Thank you for the other day, man. I was I was out here working. I couldn't get to that game, but I appreciate the love, bro. Taylor, my lion. Taylor, you're laughing. Am I lying? Is it not toxic feminism helping destroy this country? You know, it's to the point that literally, you know, you can have a kid and you're just going to let your kid make up, decide who they want to be. At what age? Is, is Are we going to wait to 18? Are we going to wait to 18 when that happens? I don't know. I just don't like the term toxic masculinity. What is that? So we're going to figure that out. I don't know. I, I just never heard of such a ridiculous thing until just recently, the last couple of days, people have made this whole thing about um, masculinity. And, you know, people are confusing bad behavior, you know, bad behavior by some men, you know, some men, not all men. This guy today said that it's hundreds of millions of men that are practicing toxic, toxic masculinity. And I'm like, so what is that? And they're like, you know, where you, you're rude to women and abusing women. I mean, women, this is not, every man's not like that. I just don't get it. That's just not fair. Uh, and, to, you know, so I just don't get that. It's not fair. So, yeah, we, all right. So we've already got folks calling in. Make sure you give us a call, uh, 313, oh, no, 845-241-9835. I'm going to take this first call here in the Detroit area. Now, I'm going to figure out if I can somehow get this uh, looped in so you guys can hear on Facebook. But if not, you should listen to that stream right there. So thank you for calling yeah, yeah. the Wayne Bradley Show. This is Antonio. Antonio, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well by yourself. Thank you for I'm doing good, man. Thank you for calling in today, uh, this evening. I appreciate it. Um, I, I assume you saw the, the first topic I jumped into, this whole to- toxic masculinity thing. Uh, yeah. Do you want to expound on that, or where, where am I, I missing something here? So, 
I mean, I think you, you, the idea that you yourself could acknowledge a toxic feminism, but you don't want to acknowledge the existence of a toxic masculinity kind of shows your bias in this situation and this question inherently. Ah, because I don't see the toxic, toxic masculinity problem, but, you see but I do see feminism. a toxic feminism problem. Well, you know, I, I really, at the end of the day, I don't really pay too much attention to this, but I'm, I guess the thing is, the reason why it was even brought to my attention, uh, right, the link is right there on the Facebook Live at the top. I hope you can see that. Um, the, the reason I even, even brought this topic up was because, in my opinion, uh, the feminists have started making masculinity a problem. When you am I am I missing that? I mean that they're the ones calling yeah, it I, out. I I've never heard I've never heard any um men saying, Oh my God, you know, you know, that's not a big we're not challenging that that way. So I think there's been more it was on the the feminist movement that have made this new phrase and I'm just trying to get some clarification on it. I think if you were to ask um Some feminists, I think there exists a toxic femininity. I, I would definitely say that's true. Just mm-hmm. like in some, you know, anti-racist work, there are people like those, um, you know, Hebrew Israelite folks who are taking it too far, too far extreme. There certainly exists. Like when you are in a, a group that is has less power in society, when you respond, some mm-hmm. people respond disproportionately. You know, and they and now, they take it to to an extreme. But is, now, I, thought, is, I thought it was interesting that you mentioned is, those uh, the the black uh, the black Israelites, I believe it was. Yeah. And their in their interesting situation this past Let's put that on. Let's put that on hold for a second, though. Like, let's let's break into let's this issue. Let's finish up. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Not let's not this. Let's, let's let's keep keep some focus here. Okay. Go ahead. So. Um, I think I, I have a broader philosophical sort of understanding of this concept and this notion, and it has um, to deal with our society writ large. Mm-hmm. Um, European English settler society, you know, and settler is a word that refers to all of us who live in the United States. The United States is a settler colony on indigenous lands. So a lot of right. indigenous societies, the societies that were crushed under uh, colonialism had a much higher place for women in their society. Uh, there were councils of women. The, 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 the indigenous people of the land that we're standing on, which is the land of the uh, Haudenosaunee uh, and, the, and the Anishinaabe, some of those societies mm-hmm. were mat- matrilineal. Uh, and then the women were the ones who chose the chiefs. The, it's the men who moved into the women's family. Um, and, so, and those societies did not have rape, you know. They did not have uh, a lot of the, the symptoms that you see of toxicity within our society and our culture. I would also include symptoms of toxicity, um, you know, being the fact that like women and children are like the, like some of the most impoverished, fastest growing impoverished groups. Uh, the fact of the matter is like. You know, like the gender pay gap is an entire huge long argument that I don't, I don't want to necessarily open up that ball because I don't think it's the best representative case. But like, if you look right. at a more progressive version of this European society, you gotta look at the Scandinavian mm-hmm. countries. I mean, there's like paid leave for women who get pregnant. There's 
support for, uh, you know, babysitting and things like that. In the United States, we leave people to suffer on their own for that, single women to suffer on their own for that. Um, so there's a lot of evidence for toxic masculinity, but it's, you can't disconnect that from culture, from, you know, the, the, the dominant culture in our society, which is like English, European, settler society. And that society right. has a strong, powerful masculine, a weak feminine. It's written into the legal system that women automatically are property of men. I mean, that's what mm. the whole marriage thing is about within European culture, within like uh, British common law culture, is that women are property. So it's it's deeply. Do you high still think that? Do you still think right now that in America we look women are looked as property of men? I mean, I think if you, I think like it's if you look at the way we discuss um, issues around sex and sexuality, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do think I think I think a lot of people do have a possessiveness and ownership of their partners, and I think yeah, I think men uh, are certainly like more like susceptible to uh, I think so. Men and women cheat on an equal basis, but like who's okay? Who's that's, that's a, isn't that empowering? Isn't isn't that what we no, want? No, so I'm not saying it's empowering. So I'm saying like who's killing more based on that? You know. How, how, how many femicides are happening? How many women are killing their men for cheating versus how many men are killing their men for cheating? Mm. The statistics are out. I think, I, think it's, I think if you look at any... But any how, like, many, uh, how many men don't report the domestic violence when it's perpetrated upon them by women? That's I a mean, real discussion like, we could have. Because men like, don't ever call no, the police on their girlfriends when they're beating them up. That never happens. That's not true. That's not true. But very, there's, there's and no very rarely... There's a real difference in between the physical capabilities of men and women. It's a real difference. And also like that, that the fact that men are too ashamed to call the cops is a reflection of toxic culture. Another reflection of toxic culture is we, we teach ourselves not to deal with our emotions. There's a whole generation of people who have, have been taught that uh, men don't cry. Men got to keep mm-hmm. their chin up. Men don't have emotions, and that's what we do to ourselves. That's not what feminists are doing to the, to us. But I, I would say there are some women who uphold that patriarchal belief system. There are some women who would belittle men for crying and for having emotions or for having feelings. They sure would. They sure and would. And that isn't that's not toxic femininity. That's like that's like you know how like there's a uh, folks like I mean you know I, like men, I, I think that's that that's the the most. Idea. So like to me, if like, you can cry in front of your lady, man, that's the ultimate black. sign of trust. Because a lot of women will look at you differently if you cry in front of them. I don't, I, you know. That is, I don't that know. is the ultimate sign. I, I, I totally agree with that. But I think if also can, men cry less, and but men, and men deal with their pain in other ways. They'll abuse their woman. They'll like cheat. They'll go and do other stuff to find their self-esteem, as opposed to dealing with their emotions. And and that's a big problem in our in our in our in our current moment now. Like I think toxic masculinity is also representative of the the economic changes that have happened in our society. So like back in your day, in your father's day, men could mm-hmm. get a good job, an industrial job. Back when the right. United States had like seventy percent of world GDP after World War II, when Europe was totally bombed out all of its industrial bases, the United States was the industrial producer of the world. So there was good paying industrial jobs. You could raise a family off of a working class job. Those jobs are gone. 
the jobs we have now are service sector jobs, and you cannot raise a family on a service sector job right now. So there's a whole generation of men who, unlike their fathers, can no longer. They take care we, of we've had to work totally family. different. Yeah, we, we we didn't get. We don't we have. Can, we have to pension work plans. We, yeah. we get paid less. And but whose 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 agenda is that? Whose whose agenda has it been to roll back the progressive changes that happened to the labor since the 1930s and 40s? That's actually well, your I mean, party. Let's, let's just be fair about the whole. La- let's be fair about the labor issue. The fact is, is that uh, Ronald the price Reagan crushed the union. No, he didn't. No, I don't yes, believe did. that. Ronald yes, Reagan did, did not when he, crush when he, the on, union. when he took on the air traffic controllers union, there was not a big significant strike ever since then. If you look at labor union participation since the 1960s, mm-hmm. uh, it's precipitously been declining. The Reagan Revolution. Well, doesn't that have a lot? How come none of that falls on the on the value that unions are bringing to the table, as opposed? Because they, I mean, industry creates jobs. Unions don't. Am I am I correct about that? I mean, what 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 it comes down to is unions unions can only function in places where industry goes. You know, I mean, unfortunately now in places like Michigan, where they. what you know, right unions now, in Michigan are trying to create industries like the fast food industry and home health care workers, but reality is it's only industries, uh, big industries that have large amounts of jobs is where unions tend to go after. And that's, I mean, to me, that's where well, I think so there's a correlation between the fact that, you know, some people think that the unions actually create the jobs. They protect the jobs that businesses and uh, corporations create. Unions protect, but, unions protect workers. But I'll say this, Wayne. Like, mm-hmm. um, we're getting into a. We gotta talk. We're gonna have to do another talk, a more organized yeah. podcast about this whole toxic masculinity thing. Because that, you know, I, I get where people are coming from with some of the things, but I also say that it needs to be some balance even in that approach. Because what you do is you take normal guys, like I consider myself just a normal guy, and you make me want to push back against that because they're painting all men with this, and that's my issue. I think that that's where we have to be careful. Uh, the slippery slope of saying, well, all men need to feel this way or all men need to understand. I can't understand that because that's just not how uh, I don't think of myself as someone of oozing of masculinity like that, where that, you know, I think that there needs to be a discussion on what we consider bad behavior. I mean, we know what some of it is. It's abusing women. There's no excuse putting your hands on a woman. I get that. I mean, uh, but you can't put that on every man because every man doesn't operate that way. A lot of men wouldn't even, you know, they wouldn't be looking for that because they don't do that themselves. And I think that that's, um, you know, starting with that and understanding that every man, when they hear a story, they might want to hear more men or more intimate. Like, let me hear the whole story instead of going with the emotional yeah. jump off. Let me hear what's going on. Let me hear the whole thing. And I think in the, today's society, it frustrates people when people don't just jump on board from the moment they say this and no one follows, you know, no one follows up with that. So, um, I think that there's there's equal amount of challenges in that. I mean, I, I would tend to agree with a lot of what you said. I, I think that's a there's some of that's real reasonable. Um, but there's this question of like, do all men participate in patriarchal structures? You know, like, and it, 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 that's my question. Do do you think all men do? I mean, do we laugh at some jokes that are kind of inappropriate? Do we cover for our homies when we're young? Do we do we do we cover for our homies when we're young? When we're young, do we cover mm-hmm. for our homies who are doing shady things? 
it's possible. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think that uh, I'm covering from my. Even at a young age, I don't think I would be covering for my friends doing stuff that would have been considered illegal. Or if I saw one of my friends lay a, a hand on another female, I wouldn't just sit there and act like I don't see what's going on. You know, it's I would. Not just about you know, laying the hand though. It's not just about laying the hand. It's about you know, like we all have like a couple of friends who are probably not very good to their partners. Like men, men can be just emotionally. We can all be emotionally abusive. Everybody can be emotionally. Oh well, abusive. then okay. But, well, if we're talking about mentally and emotionally abusive, you could definitely throw women right into that, brother. I mean, come on now, like. Yeah, absolutely. If, 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 absolutely. If we start dipping into that, you know, to that level of okay, what's abuse and men, now you start talking about just talking bad and yelling and screaming at people and telling them they ain't no good, useless. I can think of a lot of women that would do that too, brother. So I, I think that again, until until we have that deeper discussion, as opposed to like, because I I just hate that term now, toxic masculinity. What is that? You know, I think I mean, there's not the enough fathers like, in their homes right the now. You shouldn't have emotions. It's the idea that you should uh, have emotions. It's I mean, the idea that we should just you shouldn't be, be emotional. I don't think men. I don't think, in particular, black men. That's the way I was taught. I I gotta give it to you. My dad taught me this. Black men cannot walk around in America being all emotional, whether it's in the workplace, uh, anywhere else. You could be penalized. They can look at you as either being an angry black man. They can look at you as being a weak black man. So, I mean, I don't know. I. I I would tell my son that. I mean, you can cry if something hurts or something, but other than that, you know, in terms of showing too much emotion, whether it be in a good way and a bad way, can affect uh, employment opportunities and opportunities you get to do, you know, larger scale work. So uh, I don't know. I don't know how to tell my son to be, you know, I don't know if that's toxic masculinity or if that's survival techniques, uh, in particular for men in America right now. I think there's a time to be emotional. I think there's a person or people that you ought to be able to share that with. Uh, your, your your loved ones, your, you know, your mother, you know, whoever that might be. But uh, the idea that men need to be more emotional in public, I, I don't know. I don't sign off on that one. I, 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 I think, never said men need to be emotional in public. I'm saying, like, men need to express their emotions. Men need to express the things that they feel. And when they don't, right. you bottle it up. No, I agree with that. You know, so, you know, like you said, but guys yeah. take other outlets to express themselves, and sometimes it doesn't come off the right way. So I could do, I could do a relationship show too, man, and just talk about all that stuff. That would be interesting. <laughs> but that, but that, but that's an example of toxic masculinity, though. Like this idea that we shouldn't express emotions. Yeah, well, I think that I think that um, long as it's done in a constructive way, and it's not, uh, you know, you, you have control of your emotions. I don't have a problem with showing some emotion. I think that's where I'm going to leave that. But listen, man, I got another call calling in from the 517. I appreciate you calling in. We're going to set up another time so we can talk. Yeah, I've seen man, you do we, some interesting things, hunting. Up, I want to hear. I want to know like about I the hunting do, uh, out there, man. Yeah, I've been going in, man. We just did the beavers the other day. so. Yeah, I would love to. I'm going to have definitely have you come back on. And if I get into a situation where I can do a live podcast and bring you down, you're always welcome to do so. So thank you so much for calling in, brother. Yeah, at least I got you to admit a little something. Peace. <laughs> hey, I'm fair. I told you, man. I'm always fair. I'm always going to be fair. All right, thanks a lot for calling in. All right, so I got a call from the 517 I'm about to take, but the call-in number is 845-241-9835. Toxic, man. I can't. Uh, Linda, I, I put the link in there, so if you want to li- listen to the link, I'm trying to figure out a way where I can do this where people can hear it directly from the speakers on my phone here, but 
The link allows you to call in. So I'm about to take this call here on the, from the 517. Thank you for calling in to hey, the Wayne Bradley man. Show. Hey. hey, man, your call screener sounds really attractive, man. <laughs> you said what now? Your call screener, she sounds really hot. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, I, I, I do what I can to make that happen, man. So I, I hope that uh, people are listening in. We got, you know, I know who this is right here. This is my buddy calling in. He, he's always called in and supported all my shows. So, Chris, thank you for calling in tonight, brother. <laughs> I appreciate that. I am doing good. Uh, we're on day 32, man. You know, we're on day 32 of the shutdown. Uh, where, what do you think we need to do to get this done, to get the government back open? Tell me, Chris. You're a politico. What do you think we need to do? Well, we save a lot of money by firing the TSA. You want to fire the TSA? Sure. I believe that each uh, municipal airport should hire their own security based on what they consider their needs to be. Mm. I don't know, man. I that's that's pretty scary for some of these places that don't have any resources or might not think ahead of the curve. What are you, you what are you thinking? Like so you you think that the people in let's say North Dakota are mm-hmm. skilled at doing these things to say someone out in, you know, in California and you know, no kind of guidelines that match up? I think the transportation security uh, administration. I think that's. The, you uh, want to privatize it, huh? You want to shut it down? No, 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 no. Privatize it implies that the government is paying a large private corporation to do the whole same thing for less money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm thinking, sure, perhaps since we are still forced to have a uh, Department of Homeland Security, the government may be subsidizing and putting forward grants to various municipalities and metropolitan areas that don't have the funds to hire their own security, sure. But I believe that we should be able to trust the people that run these airports to have a better idea of just how invasive they think their security ought to be. Uh, Almost sounds like the libertarian leaning way of putting that. I like that. Almost. Part of it Almost. is I just don't think the TSA does uh, does as much as they appear to. Interesting. They don't well, keep me safe, but they make everyone else feel safe by patting me down without buying me a drink first. <laughs> do you see? Do you see uh, any uh, the, the 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 shutdown ending anytime soon? Do you see it on the horizon? I believe that within three weeks, one side or the other. Will break, but they'll manage to make it look like they came to a more uh, middle ground conclusion where both sides can say they kicked the shit out of the other one. Ah, well. So in three that's weeks, the beauty. Uh, that's the beauty of being on online radio is that I do not have to bleep out anybody. I've even thought about Chris maybe doing a WB at night series a little bit later, maybe <laughs> about eleven or twelve. <laughs> You know, encourage people to, you know, get a little more raunchy with it. So I don't mind that. Thank you. You know, that, that makes sense. We gotta, we're got we going to go to the next topic. We got, we got uh, Kamala Harris running for, running for president. And I'm going to tell this other person here on the, hold on real quick. I want them. Now, you got to remember, I'm working the sure. uh, board myself here. Oh, they hung up, so we'll get them back. But uh, call in at 845 
888-241-9835 on the Wayne Bradley Show. We're live. Uh, we're going to go to Kam- what, Kamala Harris, Chris. What do you think? Is she a formidable opponent for our president, Donald Trump? Under normal circumstances, yes. The problem she'll face, though, is uh, just as we had 17 candidates and at least five of them we thought were formidable, I mean, the first candidate to get knocked out on the 17th was uh, Scott Walker, who most of us thought was the most formidable candidate. Right. So she looks to be the most formidable, especially against guys like almost Spartacus Cory Booker and uh, <clears throat> the, <clears throat> the fake Indian Elizabeth Warren. But mm, mm, mm. did you call her the fake Indian Pocahontas? Is that what you I call know, Pocahontas. her, Chris? Pocahontas. Pocahontas is mm, a real mm. Indian. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I think she. I, I think that uh, Kamala Harris will prove to be somewhat formidable, but uh, based on the way the Democrats are already taking swipes at her amongst her own party, she's going to have a couple issues. Uh, you know, apparently, obviously, prisons. being a prosecutor, being a prosecutor, can you can have some things on your record uh, that can look bad in a couple years. And obviously, she was pretty tough on some sentencing and. Uh, they were talking about how she was always supportive of, of the worker programs in prisons, which pretty much they compare to slavery nowadays because right. guys are working for free out in the hot California weather. So uh, mm-hmm. it will be interesting. I think that uh, – and now we've even got birther 2.0 scenarios going on out here. So, I mean, we it's just so much going on with that. We're going we're gonna to see – and this is Here's the last one. Well, this is the last one, Chris, and i got to talk to you about this because – I feel like you're more qualified mm-hmm. than I am. You know, sure, sure. Because you are a, a white male in America now, and this is last this is time a big I issue. Last time I checked, you were too, uh, and so mm. uh, I, you know, I'm interested to get your opinion on this, and uh, I want you mm. to talk to me about this, okay? Uh, you know, my my next call, you're on hold. We're gonna bring you on soon, but Chris, I got to talk to you about this. <laughs> Uh, sure, it sure. seemed to me when I first saw the video, and this is just my opinion, mm-hmm. I saw uh, some some punks, some kids smiling in the face, uh, taunting of, of a protest. I mean, I've been to a lot of protests. Right. I've seen people do things like this before. Uh, but what I saw was a kid smirking, uh, and, and, and I didn't really pay too much attention to it. I saw that. I was like, okay, nobody – there was no fist thrown. There was no fighting, no violence. You know, no tiki torches, no nothing. You know, so I thought it was, I thought it was pretty much a solid, just a protest. Uh, but mm-hmm. they made the critical error, and I think this is where it goes. They had on the Make America Great Again hats. Mm. They they had the Make America Great Again hats on, and if, if it's more than two or three white men with Make America Great Again hats on in the in the group, you guys might be considered a mob. Alyssa Milano mm. compared it to the new KKK. She said that's the new hood. So my thing is, I, I didn't see any violence. I didn't see no racial epithets were screamed loud enough that that was the issue. And I'm not defending. I want to make it clear. I'm not defending these young guys in Kentucky of all places. I'm not trying to make it seem like that. I don't think they were just some innocent. They came in to taunt the protesters. That's what they did. Mm. Chris, do you think it was overblown though by the media because it? They made it seem like it was some kind of race war that happened down there, and I just didn't see anything like that. So I didn't speak upon it for a couple of days, and then lo and behold, by Monday or Tuesday, even the media is pulled back from the story. Well, I think regardless of whether they were whether the kids were doing right or wrong, and 
personally, I think wearing a uh, Republican hat to a nonpartisan pro-life event is actually makes it a little less welcoming to Democrats, because I think we should welcome committed Democrats to the pro-life movement if they're willing. And the hats say, uh, no, yeah. this is Republicans only. I think that, yeah, that's, I think that there are, there are causes that we can all work together on. Uh, the question, mm-hmm. that, like I said, I just think, do you think it was an overreaction because of the Trump hats? Significantly, I believe, especially probably because of the Trump hats, they're using these kids as proxies for the Republican president they want to knock off his perch. fact of the matter is, regardless of whether the kids were doing wrong or just caught from a bad angle, the fact of the matter is the amount of uh, negative attention being tossed onto these kids. They're just kids. Is wildly disproportionate. Hold on real quick, Chris. Let me take a small break. I'm going to just go to a quick break, and I'll be right back, okay? Sure, sure. Hi, this is Wayne Bradley, and I want to let all my listeners know whether you're looking for a new home, trying to sell your home, looking for an investment property, or simply want to get an idea of what the market is in your neighborhood, give New Horizons Home a call. Their experienced and diligent team, New Horizons Homes, will work for you. Visit the website www.mynewhorizonhomes.com or give them a call at 248-796-7228. Your new home is just over the horizon. Welcome back to the Wayne Bradley Show. Chris, I had to get a quick break out there. My daughter was making a lot of noise in the background. I want to clear that out. So thank you uh, for being patient with me. But uh, let's get back to this. I do have another caller that's been waiting. Do you think that it just was just purely an overreaction because of the Trump hats? I think hey, the Trump hats for a large part of it, yes. I figured it is. Well, I tell you what, we're going to continue to watch this uh, and see if the media continues to jump over itself. And even uh, Joy Bayard today said it's because of their hate for Trump. But they continue to go at it. Hey, Charmaine, how you doing? Uh, and I think that's damaging Amazing. and making them more, uh, you know, losing more credibility by the moment. So, hey, Chris, thank you for calling in. Uh, we're going to talk some more. No I'll see you soon. Uh, and make sure you call in again. Thank you, my friend. All right. We're going to go to our next caller here. We've got a caller from the 313. Welcome to the Wayne Bradley Show. Hello, it's Rachel. Rachel, what's up? Thank you for calling in. How you doing? Not a problem. You're lucky I'm not at work. So, yeah, got time to give <laughs> well, a commentary today. We know how you today. go at work. We don't want you causing no problems at work. You are notorious for being at work causing them problems out here. So I don't want you causing no problems at work. <laughs> no, not at all. Nope, I'm chilling. <laughs> so, so, how, so, how, so as you were listening here, because you know, I saw you comment a little bit on this earlier. And I got to get your opinion on this. You know, you're a woman, you know, and, right. and we were talking about this whole toxic masculinity thing, which I just think is a bad word. Maybe they need to figure out, just call it bad behavior by some men. And maybe I would agree with them. I'd go along with that. But tell me what you think toxic mm-hmm. masculinity is. I think it's is basically exactly what it sounds like. Masculinity to the extreme <laughs> becoming toxic. Like the problem with society is that we tend to just use blanket statements and overgeneralize that, with everything. That's what I have an and, issue with. That's what I have an issue with is that because yeah, yeah, I don't because what, what, it's, every guy's not ahead, like I'm that. Sorry. 
Every guy's not like no, that. Absolutely. I think that's the thing, you know. And I heard a guy today say, we got hundreds of millions of men behaving this way. I said, do we now? <laughs> like, I think right. that's a bit much. Hundreds of millions, uh, you know. So you as yeah, a woman, no. tell me. You, all right, so give me some a couple examples of to- toxic masculinity and things that men could do better to, to, to get past this. Because I'm curious. I want to know. Yeah, no. So my my definition of it and and how I would see now, first of all, it it's really been discussed more so lately. I think that it was triggered by the whole R. Kelly and all of that type of stuff going on. Um, like that's because one it guy. Usually, <laughs> I know, but you know how things could just, one thing could just spark a whole freaking nationwide conversation. I don't know. But I think that, like with me, and most people that I know that have experience with actual toxic masculinity and not just people being mad because dudes, like, don't care about their feelings, but (laughs) it's it's more so... um, really utilizing um, that power structure and that patriarchal society that we're coming from and, and using it as groupthink and as ways to further um, kind of demoralize and kind of keep women down to think that they have a quote-unquote place. Like mm. usually, okay, we're going to use the whole R. Kelly situation, for example. Right. Um, you know, it's sparked by. Can we, can we at least um, admit that know, that's a very extreme scenario, though? Because I like. I mean, it is. R. Kelly's a multi-millionaire, famous singer. Like, I, I just think that yeah. using him as a comparison to the average guy out here, that's going to be pretty hard to do. But let's go ahead. Let's go over to R. Kelly because he. Well, no, he's an I, extreme I wasn't situation. speaking about him specifically. Just the conversation that men oh, had okay. following that. Oh, so yes. you know. And and then you the whole rape culture thing or or you mm. know what I'm saying, um, okay. is that you see all these men coming out and and I'm pretty sure you've seen it all on your social media as well, um, all these men coming out almost basically um like, kind of going to bat for you know oh well um, she shouldn't be doing this or those kids wanted it or just using mm. ways to um to think our, our our you know our vulnerability you it, in our femininity to use it against us like at this point do you think it's part now at this point in the culture because of so much stuff that we see on social media uh like la- this weekend I don't know if you saw it or not but there's been a lot of postings about that young lady that got raped in the club uh in Atlanta exactly. uh, and she had it all on Facebook live and I was talking to some females, and I was kind of – because I thought, I was like, dang, that's crazy. She's got it all on tape, and I actually saw some of it or whatnot. But there were some mm-hmm. people like, well, how does she really get raped? Because it was on tape and all these different things. And I think exactly. That, is that the culture you're talking about? Is that, exactly. is that what it is? Exactly. Exactly. When a, when groups of men come together and basically as a whole and in collectives defend uh, – extreme masculinity or extreme versions of things that just aren't realistic. Like when it comes to rape culture or anything like that, talking about how women should dress, what we should and should be doing to not get raped. That would be something consider. And men having these big, um, large conversations in groups backing each other up. Yeah, bro. We know they just thought they, there's this, they just that like well, women I, can't I express that ourselves or move in the same, in the same way. And don't get me wrong, just like you were talking about bad behavior, we also, you know, I think a lot of it is derived from people trying to 
you know, uh, talk about personal accountability, which is, right. you know, always something that has to be said well, um, and discussed that when it comes I, to those when I situations. I hear men say that, to be honest, when sometimes when I hear men say, well, she was doing this, behaving this way, that's where I start. And, and as because as guys, that's a natural thing is this accountability thing. And so mm-hmm. is that is it possible now again? Because I, I don't want to. I think I'm going to have a whole show on this one day because it's such a deep and ranging topic from different people. Uh, do you think that because mm-hmm. men we always think first of like, all right, what's the consequences of this? Or what could happen wrong? That what could I've done to avoid this? That's how men think naturally. Do you think that's part right. of the reason why men respond that way? Uh, in that direction, because like as a guy, you can look at something and say, "Well, I clearly wouldn't have done this." But as a guy, that's different. I, you know, I don't. If I drink too much, I'm not usually worried about being. I'm not worried about being taken advantage of by anybody or a group of women compared to how a woman would have to feel in a, right. a different in that same surrounding. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that's 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 a a deeper discussion. Now, before I get you off this air. I got to ask you about two other things. Kamala Harris, what do you think about her as a presidential candidate? Um, I think she's cool. Um, I don't think that she's going to go far as far as like a presidential race. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure and I'm expecting her to have a lot of democratic support, but um my whole thing with with democratic candidates is you never really hear a lot of them come out and speak about restructuring these systems that they commonly support. Um, you just really hear about them supporting and throwing money at things, you know, and by me, you know, I work um, at a homeless shelter and, you know, I've done different things in the community. And actually when you sit down and see how a lot of these social programs are run and how they're funded mm-hmm. and the things that you need to in order to utilize them it is literally created to make people dependent on the system it's not created to make people well, independent. I, I think and that's as a republican I, now this is where i always say that i say that i don't think these these programs were meant for people to get to a better the idea of it was for them to use it temporarily and move on to right. something else but a lot of people and, fall yes. into the trap and it becomes a lifestyle now you have generational families that have lived off right. of the system and I think that as a that's uh, to me as a Republican I always say like I know it sounds cold to say at some point you got to cut it off or you got to figure out something else but the, yeah. real, the, the reality is is that there are people that are generation generationally now have been on on the system and I think that uh as a that was one of the issues I have as a Republican and I got to ask you about this last question here too yeah the Covington High School mm-hmm. situation um yeah. Do you think that it was blown out of proportion? Because like I said, I, I I can call it. These guys were some young punks. They were just hanging out, trying to taunt these guys. But this happens in protests. You've been in protests. You know, people taunt each yeah. other in the protests. Uh, do you think more was made of it because these were some young white males with Make America Great Again hats on? Oh, absolutely. Do you think that the media <laughs> – okay. I was, yeah, because to absolutely. me it's like, well, because... I, I watched it on Friday. I was like, well, nothing happened. There was no violence. I mean, they didn't even push over nothing. Nothing happened. Like, what is the what is the problem here? And they're like, oh, he was smirking at him. That look he gave him. I'm like, I mean, that's mm-hmm. better to me than someone I, spitting on me, hitting me. You know, absolutely. like I can live with that. 
And I say that I say that because, you know, and that's not, you know, I'm not a Republican. It's things that I don't agree with. However, if you've been anybody that's been a part of the political process and been in protests and rallies, you know they are vicious. Like, <laughs> protests can get very, very ugly on both sides. It's, it's people in their feelings, emotion, emotionally are... provoking. Yeah, so most mm-hmm. people are thinking in their emotions rather than logically. It just becomes a you versus is me, you know, you pointing the finger. I've been every protest or rally I've been to, it's literally been almost fist fights outside, like <laughs> from both sides. Well, so and, and so I can't and, and, and we've yeah. both been involved in politics like that. And so me when I saw that, I didn't even turn it up because I'm like, well it was no fighting, nothing got turned over, no tents got flipped. There was this is people you know, peaceful um protest. Oh yeah. But, but when I looked around more I said, Okay, you know what it is? I see it. There's a bunch of young white guys with these Make America Great hats on again. That's, you know, that anytime uh, someone reports that on Twitter, anything like that, that's going to get uh, uh, negative attention. It's going to bring unwanted Absolutely. attention from the media. The media eats it up because it's like, oh, we got some young white guys with Make America Great hats on uh, going after mm-hmm. some Indians. That's what they. That's what they try to exactly. frame it as is that the Trump guys were taunting the Indians. They never mentioned the fact that uh, the uh, black Israelites, the black Hebrews, whatever those guys are, they were out there too. And so to me, oh, I mean, this is, what, yeah, this is what America <laughs> is, though. Like I said, let, let them all argue. This is what makes America. It no is. one was hurt in the making of this video. And that should have been the highlight exactly. that you had all these different groups of people. No one was hurt. Uh, there was no violence. People are allowed to talk ugly to each other. That's if that's what you want to do, as long as you're yeah. not violating anyone's personal space or assaulting anyone. Mm-hmm. No one was spitting on anybody. No one was throwing stuff at anybody. Uh, I, I just I think that the media sometimes plays itself by going after uh, anything that has to do with Trump in a negative way. That somehow or another, Trump ends up looking like a, a victim sometimes by the media or these kids. Now these kids. Uh, Catholic yeah. school kids. These weren't any poor kids. These kids are about to take advantage of this. They're gonna uh, go to the media. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, you know, Trump is gonna invite them to the White House. But the media gave this to Trump because of their right. uh, overzealousness of trying to go after him. Uh, they made a story out of nothing, a nothing burger that they threw some extra cheese on, and now these young kids yeah. are about to go visit the White House. Uh, they might be at the State of the Union address on Tuesday. That's my prediction. He's going to have those guys stand up. <laughs> that well, is my I prediction. Mean, I mean, just the 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 reality of the situation is i mean and you know we all know this the media is liberally run you know so unfortunately you got to think about it it's still chasing after ratings so if you were to take a protest of of progressives doing that same thing it wouldn't really get as much ratings because progressives are that that's cop, that's the, what majority of the country leans towards. Well, so you're uh, not going to get those ratings like if it was the other side yeah, the exactly. media's only looking That's, to sell a negative yeah. story. They, it, how come and, they couldn't have said peaceful emotion. protest? Yeah, how come they couldn't have said peaceful protest in Kentucky today? Got a little hot, but nothing happened. Like, how come they had to make it a race war? And I think that that is why uh, Trump continues to have a, you know, he's going to have a good, strong chance in 2020 because people are beginning to, in my opinion, they don't even trust the media. Uh, to the point where they can recognize now that these guys are going after yeah. Trump in such a way. Uh, that did not even be unfair. So, 
we're gonna see what happens. Now, yes, you know, sir. as we get off this, I, I gotta say thank you one for giving me a call. Uh, I gotta say okay. I've noticed how you have escalated in politics. You've been all over like the the country, and you're still one of the coolest ladies in Detroit. Pouring drinks somewhere, <laughs> might catch you anywhere. So uh, I admire your hustle. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. And one of these days, we're going to, like I said, we're going to start doing some uh, bigger podcasts where I can bring in guests. I would love to have you come into the studio and we can really chop it up. Hey, no, absolutely. I'm all down for it. And thank you so much, man. Look, I'm just out here trying to win in life, you know. <laughs> you, you're winning. I see you. You're definitely winning. Thank I'm, you so much for calling I'm in. I'm the politic and drink slanger. That's me. Yep. <laughs> I like it. You have a future. You're always welcome around me. I like it. So thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Charmaine, you should have called in. We got about another six minutes left on this show here. Uh, the call-in number is 845-241-9835. I am going to figure out a way for my friends that are on Facebook. It's not a lot of people right now checking in on Facebook, but I'm going to figure out a way uh, that I can uh, give you the call-in number and the links uh, so you guys can actually listen to the callers. That's the one thing I haven't figured out. My my technology and my skills are not totally where they need to be yet, but I'm going to figure this out because I think it's a way that my folks that are watching on Facebook uh, can listen to the callers that call in uh, the same way I did when I was in the uh, radio station. So we're going to figure this out. Give me a call, 845-241-9835. Uh, I also want to tell folks you can always listen to this show. Uh, it's uploaded to conservativebro.com. You can go on Apple iTunes or podcast and download the Wayne Bradley show. Look us up on po- on the uh, podcast and you can get all of our shows, and whenever we drop a new show, it downloads right on there, so you never miss a show. Uh, if, you are, if you're a SoundCloud person, go to SoundCloud.com, and uh, you can find the Wayne Bradley show on there as well. Indians, this is a lie still. Oh, all right. Hey, Emmanuel, my brother, call in if you want to chop it up. I, uh, I encourage that as well, my friend. I, I appreciate you chiming in. Sorry if I use if Indians is offensive, Native Americans. I don't want to offend anybody with that. Um, so I'm back, man. I, got, I guess I haven't been on the air in a while. I don't think the last time I really did a show was uh, probably even before election time. So I've been trying to just get my groove back in here politically and trying to figure out the proper time. I don't know if I'm going to do this in the mornings or in the evenings. Uh, Tonight, I just felt the inspiration, you know, to do a quick hour. And that's the good thing about having your own content, your own stuff, is that you can go on whenever you feel like it and uh, have a good interaction with your people. I had a couple good calls in this evening. Thank you, Antonio. Uh, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Rachel, for calling in this evening. Um, but I appreciate anybody when you call in, 845-241-9835. What's up, Uncle Rob? DP? One of the best coaches in the game, Southfield Falcons, represent my guy. You know, congratulations on on the on the champion on uh on playing down there in Florida. My you know, Carwright's son is down there balling with you. So congratulations on that, man. Had to one maybe one of these days talk to you about how serious it is with this little league football and how committed parents are to making that happen. So uh appreciate that, man. Give us a call, 845-241-9835. We've only got three minutes left. I only did an hour show tonight because, again, I was kind of 
uh, trying to get everything worked out. I'm going to figure out a way that my Facebook Live can actually uh, listen to the show. And again, I might decide to do morning shows. I'd love to get some input from people on that. If you'd like to hear it, if you would be able to listen in earlier in the morning. I'm not a really a morning person, so that would be you know tougher for me, but I would do it if that's when folks are going to get the be able to digest and listen to this and listen to it maybe later in the day. So that is an option, but I am a late person. Thinking about maybe doing a, a Friday night WB After Dark podcast. What do you think about that? That that sounds like fun. So I'm working on working on some things right now, trying to get that going. I'm going to give you a, a quick uh, minute from our sponsor, New Horizon Homes. Uh, if you're looking for a home in the Detroit area, make sure you go to the website, mynewhorizonhomes.com. Uh, you can also get uh, free valuations and things like that on your own home. Uh, so give us a call, you know, give them a call, 248-796-7228. I'm going to let you uh, hear a quick message from them, and then we're going to be signing out of here soon. Are you looking to place your house on the market? Or maybe you're ready to be a first-time home buyer. Well, look no further. New Horizon Homes has just the services you're looking for. I saw my dream home on their website at MyNewHorizonHomes.com. I called and left a message, and they called me back immediately. New Horizon Homes is fabulous. They helped me sell my home and find a new one. We listen to our customers. We return calls quickly. We move fast to buy or sell your home. Your satisfaction is our priority at New Horizon Homes. Our information, log on to MyNewHorizonHomes.com. Right now, New Horizon Homes. Remember the name, New Horizon Homes, because your new home is just over the horizon. Make sure you give New Horizon Homes a call at 248-796-7228. Welcome back to the Wayne Bradley Show here live on Blog Talk, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you can always go to the website conservativebro.com uh, to listen to all the shows. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at conservativebro. Uh, go to the we have our Wayne Bradley, the Wayne Bradley Show Facebook page if you aren't following that, so you can keep up with what we're doing here. Uh, like I said, we got about 30 seconds left on the show, so I want to thank everyone that uh, took the time out to listen, whether on Facebook or if you went to the live link, uh, and uh, we will be back shortly. We'll be back soon. I don't want to give you a day yet because I want to really get a hammer out of schedule, but uh, we're going to start doing this more because I really I do enjoy talking to issues with folks, and we're going to just figure out the best time. I don't know if it's going to be in the morning, so thanks again. For listening to the Wayne Bradley Show live on Blog Talk Radio, make sure you listen to the show on conservativebro.com and get the iTunes iPod app. Thank you. Have a good evening.